Hunters, before getting into this next episode, we want to thank you and our sponsors for supporting the Flushing and Dustin podcast. Keeping our dogs safe while hunting, training, or traveling from one location to another and helping them perform to the best of their ability is important to us. We keep a first aid kit from Gundog Outdoors in our trucks and carry one up on our hunt-ready vests in the event our dogs obtain an injury while hunting. We also carry their water bottle to keep our dogs hydrated while in the field. To check out these products and other safety gear, head over to Gundog Outdoors at gundogoutdoors.com and use code RINGNEX to save 10%. We transport our dogs to the hunting and training fields in our G3 Dakota 283 kennels. These kennels are one solid piece of military-grade material and now have the option to add a feature called Dakota Guard. This adds an antimicrobial protection to the kennels that is FDA and EPA approved and is proven highly effective against Salmonella, E. coli, and much more. Not only do they care about the safety of your dog, they also care about your dog's health. Dakota 283 also provides other specialized gear to ensure our dogs have enough water and food for a full day's hunt and to safely store and secure our gear in our vehicles. Check out Dakota 283 at dakota283.com and use code RNR10 at checkout to save 10%. Hi, hunters. Thank you for tuning into the Flushem and Dustin podcast brought to you by Nick and Tyler, the boys from Ringnecks and Retrievers. In this podcast, we will talk about guns, dogs, gear, and our successes and failures in the field through our combined 40 years of experience. We speak with hunters just like you from across the nation about their days in the field and the many memories they built with their friends and family. We are excited to have you listen. Now let's get to Flushing and Dustin. Hunters, welcome back to another Flushing and Dustin podcast. We're excited to have you all come back and listen. Uh, tonight we have, or today, whenever you're listening to this, we have the Bearded Uplander on Instagram. Uh, his name, real name is Tim Brown. He was on a few weeks back with the Wapsie Bottom Outdoors guys. Um big bird hunter so we're excited to bring him on uh tim if you want to introduce yourself that'd be great yeah hi guys thanks a lot for inviting me uh my name is tim brown i live up in northwest iowa now i'm originally from cedar rapids um pretty much all i do is is bird hunt that's pretty much the story of my life i don't like them deer i don't care for any any deer hunting we just go after birds you know i bird hunting is the lost art i feel like um it's kind of why tyler and i wanted to start this podcast everybody and their fucking grandma wants to hunt deer and it's <laughs> sacred ground you can't even you can, don't even look don't even look my trees you don't want you to know where my tree stands at or any of this you know um and i get it they want to get that big buck but uh we're happy to have you and happy to have like-minded individuals on the podcast tim right that- what kind of dogs are you running up there and in northwest iowa okay so i've got i've got three total which it's kind of a handful but uh my oldest dog he's 14 well he'll be 14 this month he's a german wire hair pointer i've had him for i mean he's just been my right hand you've man him, yeah you've had him for what 14, had him for 14 years? years right yeah <laughs> and uh, i pretty much had him my whole my whole upland like when i really got into it um i've had him the whole time and trained him myself and a couple of my mentors from from back home um good friends of mine helped me out with him a lot and uh, he turned into just a unbelievable bird dog and then um so then a few years later i'm like i need another one because i started really getting into it and i just didn't want to kill him the whole season you know so i got rue which is actually his niece 
So Gus's litter mate's sister had puppies, and that's Rue. She's not the most stellar. Like, if you're by yourself, she's really, really good. But if you got a whole bunch of commotion going on, she's a little more timid. I don't know. She's just a weird dog. But as far as companion-wise, there isn't a better dog that I've found. And uh, so Gus got hurt a couple years ago, and she had to pretty much take over. And she it was the best season of her life. And she hunted real well, but she got, you know, wore down too. So I was like, you know what? Hell with it. Let's get a third one. And then, so my third one is Mac and he's, uh, he's just over a year old and German short hair. And, uh, I got him from a buddy in Nebraska that, uh, my buddy's got a dog of his, this guy's Russ Caples is his name. He's got a dog of his. And I'm like, you know what, when he has puppies, let's, let's get one. And then he bought two more. So we've got four dogs out of the same kennel and they are just lights out. They just turned out to be studs. So in your oh. training, what, what's your approach? I know everybody has a little bit, you know, different way of doing things. I'm pretty unorthodox. Like, <laughs> like when I got, when I got Mac, we did a lot of, I mean, it was a lot of retriever retrieving, you know, short hairs yep. aren't, it all depends. Like he breeds his dogs with a natural retrieving ability yep. so if his females or males don't have that built into them he usually doesn't breed them so i was throwing the bumper with the wings on it pretty much since i got him at eight weeks yep and uh that's really it until it was probably august of last year i wanted to wait till the birds were you know the birds were big enough to i didn't mess with any because any, I mean, it's crazy up here. Any field you go to, there's birds in it. And I don't want them to catch any chicks and kill any birds. So we waited, just did yard stuff, and then got some quail and a thrower and got him pretty steady on his point, but his woe was kind of sucky. So that's what we've been working on. But so with the older dogs and, and like this year, I like to, and it's really unorthodox, which I don't know what you guys think, but my dogs don't. We don't do any work except for walks from um, January 10th, unless I go to Kansas, you know, maybe there's a hunt in there, but from January 10th till middle of April, we don't do any, I don't do any like hard training with them at all. So I give them those three months to just, I mean, there's, they work so hard during the season that I just, I just Tyler give them some I, time off on a podcast. Oh boy. It was some time ago. Um, but we kind of covered this, you know, and Diesel, he's getting older. He's going to be seven this year. Um, tore his toenail off. I didn't really start doing anything until just recently. And then through the summer when it gets really hot, I, if, if it's not water work, I really won't run him, but my wife and I will go on three to four mile walks on concrete. So I'll walk him three to four miles, harden his pads. Um, yep. and he it seems to keep him in shape last year. We came into season, um, and I start training him real hard probably around September, getting ready for a good two solid months of running. And, and he came out lights out last year. Um, yeah. so just being an older dog, I try to be, you know, obviously I, I don't want to run him down either. I just want to be cautious of him. He's my only dog right now. Um, so, you know, yeah. And that's that. the thing, you know, that's the thing with only having one dog, you got to really, you know, you got to watch your dog. Like I start in September, I go out to Wyoming and hunt sage grouse and that and i mean it's september and it's hotter than this out there yep and you know if i only have gus and i was like this isn't gonna work we can't i can't we can't enjoy this by 
hunting five miles and maybe seeing a couple birds, you know, we got to get yeah. a little, you know, a little more, a little more group. So, yeah. but it's been, I, it's been a good trip though. I agree with that too. Cause I mean, really once your dogs, you know, you take them a year of training or two years of full training. And once they've had a couple of seasons under their belt, really after the season, like you said, let them recoup, you know, if they got a legging injury, let them, get healed up before you hit it hard and you know i i'm, I'm kind of with nick in the summer with our dogs it's just it's just hot you know if i don't get out early in the morning before the sun's beaming down or if i'm not doing water work you know it they can't they can't really train that hard you know so yeah. it's and i mean really like you know with nick and diesel he's diesel knows what he needs to know right oh yeah. it just needs to get him prepared for season and that's it <laughs> You know, yep. I just need to get them, get them tuned up a little bit. Yep. yep. So that's pretty much it. So you've, you've had your, your oldest dog for almost 14 years. Did you, were you hunting before 14 years for uh pheasant? And then what drew you to uh, getting the, your first bird dog that you did? Yeah. So um, my brothers, when I was, I could take you to the, you know, within like five steps of where I killed my first pheasant when I was like 12. My brothers were big into it. They 42, always had you short... remember that? Yeah, a long time ago, bro. <laughs> yeah, but the bad thing is the field that it was, it was all 10-year, and now it's completely gone, and there's no trees. All the And there was coveys of quail there, and they're gone. Just, you know, it's farming. That's what happened. Unfortunately. And, uh, yeah, unfortunately. And uh, so my brothers were big into it. They all had short hairs. And my oldest brother, he had a, and they're all, they were 10 and 12 years older than me. So, I mean, they were pretty much adults when they were taking me out and my dad did it some, but he worked so much that he didn't get to get out as much as he wanted to. And, um, so we did a lot of bird hunting back home in Eastern Iowa. That was when it was really good. Like late eighties, early nineties, when it was, you know, it was stellar back then in Eastern Iowa. And, uh, so then my brother, my oldest brother moved to Des Moines and he got a wire hair and I always was fascinated with it. And he's actually a, I don't know if he's a great aunt to, to Gus. So a friend of ours in Missouri is where we get, where we got our, our wire hairs from. And, uh, it was a fa old family friend and he was, gr he was raising wire hairs. And, uh, I didn't even, I didn't even go down and pick Gus out. I let his dad pick him out. My buddy's dad pick him out. I said, just whatever one you think is good, John, you just bring him up to me. And it was Gus. He said, that's the one that I'd take. And, um, it started from there. And even Mac, I didn't even pick Mac out. I picked him out in a picture, but, and you know, he just brought him and he turned out to be all right. But so what got me to get my first bird dog was I've been coming up here where I live now for the last 15 years. And the first year we came up, it was, it was last weekend of season and a buddy of mine, it's his in-laws live up here. And we, uh, I mean, there's just birds galore everywhere. And we all, I mean, there was five of us, we had our limit in like two hours, but just something missing, man. You know, we had, they had short hairs, but it's just something about having your own bird dog that hundred percent. It it's so much better, so much 100%. more rewarding. I think, uh, so I had diesel before Tyler had Murph and Lola and he would, him and I went out to South Dakota, which is diesel, um, time or two time, one time, whatever it was. Um, but, uh, 
you could just tell it wasn't as enjoyable for him where like diesel got a bird i'm like oh fuck yeah you know and right i was like oh yeah good dog <laughs> yeah yeah i mean yeah. Like, did tyler did tyler miss it like you say he always does did he no. miss the bird no, I actually, actually had one hell of a shot he Get did the shit out of here like, he I did and i believe it and i missed <laughs> oh, uh shit. I missed the other bird that got up because I didn't have my fucking gun loaded. <laughs> yeah, yes. That's and he, so Tyler, and he shit. gives you that much shit. Oh, that ain't dude. even right, man. Have you have you heard that story, Tim? Uh-huh. Nick's not loading it. Oh, dude. Uh, Nick, so we went out we went out to South Dakota our first time out. I went to winter South Dakota, which I would yeah. not recommend going there. We did not have good luck with birds, but it was our first time just feeling out. We literally got the one bird that Tyler shot. And so we're getting Did you see any chickens? That's what we'll get into that later. Yeah. That's what my new passion is, like no other. And uh, prairie chickens, prairie chickens and grouse. But yeah, we have not, we didn't see any of those while we were out there. <laughs> okay. Tyler and I are pretty frustrated. Didn't have the greatest weather. It was shitty out the whole time. Um, so I was like, you know what? We're going to, we're, we drove like, I don't know, two hours fucking north of winter just to go find some new fields so we did this we get out there and i just by nature i'm not a patient person <laughs> so i'm like let's i get out of the truck i'm fucking throwing my vest on zip up get my gun out i'm like let's go what are you doing let's go and he's like geez what are you in such a hurry for i'm like i got birds to get you know we get out in the field and i can see diesels getting birdie and i'm like oh fuck yeah here we go bird pulls up and it's maybe 25 yards from me maybe if that and i'm just like oh yeah <laughs> nothing click oh. Tyler's like, i'm like what, what are you doing shit? what are you doing i said yeah well i didn't load my fucking gun <laughs> <laughs> needless to say we packed up the field and fucking left oh uh, my god this trip fucking sucks <laughs> i'm going home every time that i'd hunt with him tyler i'd be saying i'd ask him you got gun loaded oh, oh. man it'd just it be is. ruthless it was True it was story. like the icing on the cake for that trip like oh, man it was, it was how many a, years ago was that diesel was only like six months wasn't he he was eight i think somewhere in there yeah right around six years ago yeah, yeah almost Damn. six years ago yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was crazy. That sucks. Yeah, we, yeah, we we didn't see we didn't see any chickens that when we were out there. Um, unless we didn't unless we just didn't know what the fuck they were. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but we uh that's kind of our uh I know you just mentioned it before, but we want to get into into that a little bit this year when we go to South Dakota. We're uh heading a little further west than what what uh we'll have to get together. What uh let me know when you guys are going out there. Yeah, I've got some. Saturday I've got after some, Black Friday. I've got some spots that. Yeah. Do you if do? You seen that? If you seen that one video, we had my brother and I went out there this this last year, and we had one rise that was probably seventy birds. Oh, and we killed we killed our six birds right there in that spot. That's it was, crazy. It was absolutely insane. It was the most most, and there were sharp tails and prairie chickens all mixed together. Yeah, let me know. I'll give you some pins that. Damn. Yeah, and that's public ground. Problems. Oh yeah, it's all in the national grasslands up here. Oh, yeah. so we're, I mean, we're it's, going. We're going. Still got twenty five thousand acres, but we're going yeah. close to Chamberlain. Chamberlain, so, yeah. yeah. Cha- and yeah. Chamberlain, it's probably forty five minutes to get to where. I that's not bad. I mean, we're no, going out there. Not ex- bad at all. Expecting to to drive basically. 
Yeah. Yeah. We know because we're going to have to drive. We got some private ground spots that will be where we're standing. We got to head an hour back east from where we're staying um, to get to those spots. So it's not. Well, see, and that's the good thing about about grouse out there. You can hunt them at sunrise. Yeah, that's true. So grouse start at sunrise and, you know, you can go hunt them for a few hours. Then, you know, go back and hit the pheasants up at 10 o'clock. Yep. So what what's draw what's drawn you to doing more grouse and prairie chicken and it's I don't know ever since I've been going out there for nine years now doing that and it's just I mean, it's just something completely different than a pheasant you know I I can go out just outside of town and you know go after pheasants so I don't need to go anywhere for pheasants you know what I mean like there's some people back home that they don't get into a whole lot of birds so they come to South Dakota to shoot bird to shoot pheasants and yep I'm like I my buddies from back home came out we went out there one one week they went with me and they wanted to go shoot pheasants and i'm like no i go at home and shoot pheasants i come out here to birds that i can't get at home so i don't just the way they get up and you know the terrain that you got to hunt them in it's completely different than a pheasant we're gonna need some tips on that oh yeah that's (laughs) yeah if you can see the top of your boots you're in good shape oh it makes sounds like a little easier walking it is it's a lot easier walk and stay away from well you'll be out there after black friday you'll be out you won't have to worry about snakes but (laughs) if you go out there you go out there earlier yeah there's prairie rattlers out there just stay away from the prairie dog towns stay far away from them things you possibly can because that's where they all go where they all den up anyway most of them i mean there's still a few prairie dogs yep yep shit and they and then they all den in the holes you know and all that too but so they let the just prairie stay dogs from, do the work for them yep just stay away from them prairie dog towns if you and i don't go out there in september early september because it's you know it's really hot and they're oh yeah everywhere then yeah so Damn. and rue she she uh catches garter snakes in the yard and throws them up in the air so she do the same damn thing with a rattlesnake and it'd just be all bad so but it's you know and then it's just also the experience of going out to south dakota out in the you know that national grasslands to where you just you can look for miles upon miles upon miles and all you see is grass that's all you see it's just you know then you think you you know you're standing out where to go how did you decide like okay i'm gonna go to this well so i got some tips from some friends that have gone out there before but it's pretty much just go I mean, they're out there. You just got to find them. And it's a little different out there, too. Like, um, I know uh, some other podcasts, you know, when they're up in North Dakota and they're chasing sharp tails, there's a little bit different kind of stuff that uh, they look for, like the berry bushes and stuff like that. I've never found them around berry bushes where I go out there. It's just all, if it's windy, you make sure that you're on the, you know, depending on what time of the day, like middle of the day, you want to get up on top of the hill but on the side that there's no wind you know it just if there's wind you know it's just yeah. stuff like that just just start walking that's pretty much one of the things that it's like just start walking you're gonna find them eventually your dog will yeah yeah you know? so do you are your dogs do they get out pretty rangy or i've seen a few of your videos they look like they stay decently close yeah they're i'm i make them stay pretty close yeah out there out there they like it a little better i let them run just a little bit farther i won't you know i won't check them back or anything yell at them i just let them run but go ahead 
do prairie chickens do they run like pheasants do or are they more just boom they'll just fly and land they just kind of it's weird because they kind of walk but they won't run huh. like I'll, i have a video that that uh, of that one where i had shot my three um my three birds and my brother's gun was malfunctioning on him so he he dropped one and we were trying to find these four birds it's like a nine minute just shit show of video where i'm you know i'm like holy shit look at all these birds flying and i'm trying to find my three and ruse got one in her mouth and gus finds the other two but then um more birds are flying up so she drops that bird so we had to find that son of a bitch and it was just a fiasco but so they were sitting pretty tight i mean there was my brother killed his last two like five six minutes after all that happened and they sat tight so it's just huh. it was weird it was weird it's the most birds that i've ever seen out there in one group yeah do they but do they make like a noise any certain noise when they get up they make they make they like make a them. chuckle like the the sharp tails make a chuckle like do i don't know chuckle? how to, yeah, I can't <laughs> make ch- did I can't you ever make get second ch- place in a, in a in a calling contest no 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 not now <laughs> I don't know. It's it, it. They're like, and the funny thing is, they get up and it's like they're laughing at you. And you know, sometimes they're close enough, but they fly for miles. They don't. They don't. Oh, it's really? not like a pheasant where they're going to go like a hundred yards maybe and sit back down and some thick stuff. Now they're once, once they get they're up, up, they're, they're going. Down. They're going. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. It's just it's just something different, and the birds sit tight for the dogs, and it's real easy on the dogs. The grass. Yeah. I mean. You can see the dog the whole time. It's not thick grass. You don't want to be in any thick stuff because they won't be in there. Yeah. You know, you key around the key around the ag fields and wherever there's ag fields right up against uh, the grasslands is that's where you want to be. It's a blast, dude. You guys will be hooked and you. Yeah, you'll want to go every year. So do you we get? Do, well, we do go every year, so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, for, for well, you'll want to you'll want to be like, yeah, let's just go out and find some more of them. And they don't yeah. taste bad either. They really don't. They're dark. It's a dark meat, but really? they don't taste oh. bad at all. That's interesting yeah. that they're a dark chicken. Yeah. Well, they <laughs> that's pretty much. And, but mean, that's the thing. They would rather fly than run. You know, a pheasant breast meat yeah, white, and their legs are dark. Yep. They would rather fly than than run so yeah their legs are actually the white meat and their breasts are actually the dark oh that's interesting it'll free it'll freak you out the first time you clean one but yeah, yeah no shit huh it's a blast yes. though it's a blast yeah, i knew that and there isn't like if you go out to even farther out in south dakota like over by buffalo there's oodles and oodles of sharp tails out there and it's all walk-in and nobody hunts birds out there really there's hardly anybody that hunts birds out there. <laughs> I wonder why that but is. But you're also, a, you know, from you boys, you're talking a 11-hour drive. Yeah. Based you know. Colorado, Jesus. Yeah, right? So do you... Because you're all the way out there on the Montana border. It's, it's yeah. a jaunt. Oh, wow. Dang. Hmm. So do you, do you buy a South Dakota and an Iowa license? I mean, how, yep. cl- how close are you to the South Dakota border? Uh, from where I sit, I might be a half a mile from South Dakota border. Oh yeah. I'm, I live right in town and it's, it's right on the, right on the border. Damn. Yeah. It's, uh, but I've got oh. spots over there too. That's the other thing. Like 
people go all the way to like Aberdeen and, and that area to go pheasant hunting to where like, if I don't go back to the, the grasslands for my second week, I'll just stay around here and I'll double dip. So I'll go to South Dakota and, and shoot my birds in the afternoon and pheasant wise, you know, and in the morning I'll get my limit not, or, you know, try to get my limit in Iowa, but I've got some farmers in South Dakota that there's a ton of birds over there too, right across the border. And there's a lot of walk-in too, but there just isn't, I don't think they have the pressure that you get out there by Mitchell and, and North of there. And it's just stupid. Yeah, we went to by Aberdeen oh, this sure year. North, uh, like right north of Aberdeen, because there's a shit ton of public ground out there, and man, it sucked. Like, did it really? We didn't see shit. It was. And then I know we that. Headed a little southwest, more back towards where there's a lot more crop ground, and we had a really good day, you know. After that, but everybody always yeah. says Aberdeen's yeah. like where you go, and ugh. I won't yeah. go back to that part. <laughs> yeah. I've n- I've never hunted up there. I yeah, I've hunted was... by pretty much Chamberlain and Pier the whole time that I go out there. Nice. And so there's you... a lot of there's a lot of birds between Chamberlain and Pier, but there's also a lot of ag too. Yeah. Because yeah, we were I don't even remember where we were this past year. I think that's the key that we we saw like when we went up Go ahead, Nick. Am I cutting out? Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, when we went up to Aberdeen, there was no crop ground. It was just all um, like pasture. Yeah. Bare oh, really? Pasture and like waterfowl pasture. production areas and stuff like that? Yeah. Yeah. There was nothing. And we couldn't, we didn't see shit. Uh, the one bird huh. we actually saw, we were driving down the road, Tim, and it flew across in front of the truck. And lo and behold, it happened to be. Um, public ground <laughs> so we whipped the fucking truck over got the dogs out and everybody ran to this area bird got up shot it that was our second bird of the day after all day wow. hunting. i was like oh geez yeah yeah you'll if you got if you got private ground by chamberlain you'll be you'll be doing good even the public ground around chamberlain and fear there's a lot of birds yeah there's a lot of birds so you grew you grew up by cedar rapids you said or lived in cedar rapids yeah, just east of Cedar Rapids, a little town called Mechanicsville. So, oh yeah, no, that's yeah. Not, yeah, metropolis far. of Mechanicsville. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> yep. Um, what? I mean, you moved to the west part of Iowa. Did you? Did you always plan on moving out there? Or did you just move out there literally for the birds? Literally for the birds. My <laughs> company lets me. My company lets me live where I, wherever I want. You know, I've got my territory. I mean, they weren't keen on me moving all the way out here, but. <laughs> They're like, it's not that big a deal. So I've got a lot of new customers up this way too. So, I mean, I've, I'm busy pretty much all the time, but yeah, I moved strictly for the pheasants. Nice. No, dude. Yeah. I, I, can't, you, I can't wait for can't, you guys to come up. I can't talk my wife out. into that. <laughs> well, that's, that's the beauty of it. All I got is dogs. They don't, they, they're happy with it. So yeah, they'll be all for it. Yeah. That single life. It's good some days and it's bad. The other. <laughs> so how how many years have you lived up there uh this will be my fourth year that i've lived up here nice but it was i mean it was getting bad there you know five six years ago i was coming up almost every weekend if not every other i'm from i mean that's like a what four hour drive right four up four and a half yeah ish yeah so you got all private ground that you became friends with or you knew these people yeah um 
one of my so my my best friend his father-in-law is was a seed dealer up here and he's a farmer and i mean they've got a they've got a 175 year farm you know they've been here forever yep and he just knows everybody so we've got private ground and then there's some there's some walk-in stuff that's come up that is absolutely stellar ground and you know we hunt it we hunt it two or three times a year and there's always birds in it you always kill a bird out of it (laughs) but you know a lot of people pound it you know you just gotta do you just gotta do something different than what everybody else does and you're they'll be right in your lap so oh for sure that's my that's like my one tip that i could give anybody is if you're hunting public ground you see where people go in and people come out and what they do you do complete opposite of whatever they do and you'll be successful i think yep yeah we had we had that happen i mean we've said it on a podcast before but when we went out to south dakota we hit up the iowa side before we went out and it was literally a public ground right literally on the edge of town that butted up against the fire department fire fire station yeah and we had a trailer on the truck so we're like well we'll just pull in here you know and park so that way it's easy to turn around whatnot and park and guy just asked us to move the trailer so we're like well one of us hop in taken down to the main entrance they had a big fire in town of 10 people they wanted (laughs) to have the room to get out (laughs) but uh yeah so we walked in from the fire department's parking lot completely opposite of what obviously nobody does that and there was probably what six or seven roosters within the first 40 yards that flushed yeah we were we I mean, weren't even ready i was like just like yeah just... awesome bam fucking roosters nice. everywhere bam. hell yeah it was crazy it was it was pretty cool and like that's a perfect example do something different and they'll just, be sitting just, there right for you i think so i think you know you know how bad they run it's oh. you mix it up on them and and catch them off guard and that's your best bet yep get them where they're nervous and they got to sit tight and hide and then you're you're golden but yeah 100 yeah like a lot of the a lot of the private ground we have up here is stuff that is just it's pretty much unfarmable so like they've got some really gnarly crick lines that snake through the the whole bottom and you know you got all those peninsulas that are completely full of cover hmm. and that's that's one that we call it the death march it's a two mile two mile section and it's probably three miles worth of walking jeez yeah it just snakes back and forth but i mean there's days where we'll see 200 birds in that creek line it's just nuts that is crazy you got guys (laughs) that are going halfway to post you know and they're out in the middle of the field and kicking them off of terraces and (laughs) a little wild west out here some days yeah no kidding man talk about birds damn yeah you guys will have to come out we'll have to we'll have to go yeah it's pretty much every weekend when I Yeah, we know, will. Unless it's something stupid like there's a wedding. You know. <laughs> yeah, I don't even want to talk about that. My uh, Wyoming trip might be in jeopardy for a wedding. Oh. So not very happy about that. But it doesn't sound like the numbers are very good. So who knows if we'll even get a season. Yeah. On the shade <laughs> on the sage grouse. So let's we'll yeah. see. Do you take multiple trips a year? Yeah, usually. I usually I go to South Dakota for sure and this Wyoming thing came up and I I did my research online and Onyx and and some other websites that I I like to key on to to uh get some information on what people have been seeing. Like there's a 
I'll give it away. I don't, it doesn't matter because um, it's a bird like watching website that they tell you like locations that they see birds oh, shit. and then they log it. They log it on. It's, it's kind of cheating, but it's not, I mean, I'm just using it to my advantage. Like yeah, this is a spot where there, yeah, this is a spot where people have been seeing birds. So I'm like, well, mark that on the map Yeah, no and shit. check it out. You know, there's a lot of, there's actually some huns out there and some chuckers and I really want to go after them. That'd be interesting. Hmm. It's not like it's, it's not, and it's in Wyoming, like where I was killing them sage grouse was 8,000 feet, but it's not like you would think 8,000 feet. You know what I mean? It's not like it's on a mountain. You're just on a real high mesa or plateau or whatever. Yeah. It, It wasn't bad walking, but I thought that this last weekend in the Black Hills was harder walking than that was and that was only at five thousand feet you didn't come away with anything dude i missed i don't even want to talk about it <laughs> i hadn't i had no blind I had i'm no not blind gonna be able, i'm pick- not gonna be able to hunt with you either am i Tim? oh my god and i only had my bow so and i was just with my bow and no blind and i'm moving around on this turkey and he gobbles at me and i call and he gobbles and he's way closer and i'm like shit so I crouched down behind this tree that's maybe the, you know, size of my leg. And my big ass is hiding behind this tree trying to hide, draw my bow back. And he was at 30 and I thought he was at 20 and oh, shot right underneath him. Damn. Only, only shot I had all weekend. It was crazy. And then it dumped 18 inches of snow on us. Jesus. Yeah. 18 it, inches. It dumped Holy all day, shit. all day, Tuesday, all day, Tuesday and Wednesday morning. It just non-stop Jesus. dump so we hunted out of the cabin we got permission from the landowner to shoot them if they come in the yard so nice obviously did. <laughs> yeah we just wanted them <laughs> at that point we just wanted the meat at that point you know we didn't have any shame man but, that's yeah, crazy how the mountainous areas the weather can change like that oh and then we got to rapid city and there was nothing it was wet that was all it was it just rained up there that elevation man just hmm. crazy it is crazy. It is nuts. And them turkeys don't give a shit. They're going to still do whatever they were doing before. That snow doesn't bother them one bit. Yeah. it's That's even more crazy. <laughs> but, no, it's, it's always a good time. There's a lot of rough grouse out there, too. If you ever get the huh. you ever get the wild hare to want to go after some of them, they're, they're pretty dumb out there, though. They're not like the ones up in Wisconsin that are tough to hunt. They're yeah. Just like, you know, everybody says to them, them spruce grouse and that they sit in the tree and watch you just sit there on the branch and dog points them but they won't fly out of the goddamn tree and then you have that moral obligation you know you have that moral yeah. dilemma if you're going to shoot them out of the tree or you're going to try to make them fly and <laughs> i mean the dog did his job he's pointing the bird what i mean That's what right. do you do i'd probably shoot him out of the tree yeah i probably would too they, they taste pretty good so i'd probably shoot them out of the tree so i i do that trip to South Dakota, that Wyoming trip, and then we go to Kansas for quail for a week, for a long weekend. Oh, nice! But man, see, being single isn't so bad. Look at all the yeah. hunting you get to do. <laughs> well, that's the thing. You be you know, I'm I'm 40, and all my buddies that I hunt with are you know in their 50s and 60s. So they're all married. Their wives want them to leave. You know that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, so, part of the relationship. <laughs> yeah. So we go do that. I mean. One of the guys that comes up from Omaha, he's a he's a lawyer, so he he's got some ground that we hunt that we put food plots in and stuff like that. Oh, nice up here, so it's it's kind of nice. 
cool. just a four acre patch of sorghum and man i think we killed 47 out of that four acre patch this year holy shit Jesus. and then the year before we so the year before we didn't it's crazy dude the year before we didn't get any any sorghum in and it was just a weed patch because it was so wet yeah i think we killed five damn it just it's amazing how that food plot just sucks them right in yeah and then oh, I, and then i bought then i bought some of that stuff called the wall have you ever seen that it's like a Mm-mm. egyptian wheat no but it grows to like 16 17 feet tall damn so we're gonna put that on the west the west end of it to kind of give it a block for the snow to fill yeah. in yeah so, what's that called again it's called the wall it's from trophy bucks of iowa it's like a deer like a you put it up so like a blocker of some sort yeah you know you put it around your put it around your food plot or so people don't shoot them off the road with a truck or you know stuff like that but i was like it's got sorghum in it so i'm like why wouldn't it you know double dip have a little food and a little shelter and nice we're gonna try it see what happens never even heard of that before yeah i mean if you get 46 birds out of it again you know it works jesus oh and (laughs) it and i've seen a ton of them out there this spring there was there's a lot of birds around up here this spring already again. So nice. That's we didn't good. come close. Think, we didn't come close to killing them. No, it wasn't. It, our winter wasn't near as bad as like what Cedar Rapids and what you guys got. I think we might have had snow on the ground for maybe three weeks total. Maybe. Oh, wow. Maybe. Yeah, and like that's been like the, that's months. been that way for like the last three years. We haven't had really bad winter. I mean, we get you know you get that two three weeks where it's colder and shit, but yeah, it hasn't been bad at all. <laughs> I like it. You guys can keep all that shit down there. <laughs> Man, we had enough of it this year. That's for damn sure. Boy, you guys got waylaid. Yeah, we had we had that one storm. I was out working around Des Moines, and uh, I was just in you know where Grimes is at. Yep. And I live in Bondurant, and it took me an hour and a half to get home. Oh. That's what, normally a 20-minute drive? We got yeah, 30, maybe. We got, yeah. we got 13 inches of snow in literally, I don't know, like just, a, I don't know, five hours. And I was like, holy shit, I better just, like, get going home. Like, well, I didn't think it was going to be that bad. I was like, oh, yeah, whatever. Nope. Oh, that's 13 sucks. inches. Yeah, yeah my, brother, my brother lives just south of Des Moines, New Virginia area, and – they got dumped on a lot, but it was, yeah. it was not, uh, I don't think it was that bad of a year around here though, either. I mean, yeah, we had that big storm. Um, but for the most part, I do think that it, it went away fairly quickly. Like we'd have a big storm and then it'd melt within a week and then we'd have a big storm and then it'd melt within a week or two, but we had an ice storm there for a while, which could have been rough on the birds if they were already hungry. Uh, but, uh, I think most of them are going to, would have survived yeah my buddies that were that lived down like south of uh down by leon that that uh oh god what's the lake down there little river down okay. about around that lake they got there's pretty good quail numbers down that way too and they were out doing cookies out in the field and, and putting grain down for them all so they'd survive because i mean it was they had like 16 17 inches of snow on the ground yeah it was crazy and you know them quail they ain't going to be able to handle that for very long so they <laughs> yeah. were out they were out doing cookies out in the field and putting grain out. And they're like, I don't know what was more fun, feeding the birds or doing donuts out in the middle of that bean field. Oh, hell yeah. I'm like, hey, whatever you got to do, whatever you got to do to keep them birds going, that's all that matters. 
That's right. So Tim, give us one of your favorite stories, pheasant hunting, bird hunting, whatever it is. Okay. Um, gosh, I'm trying to think. Probably, I mean, the this year, this year, the best one was uh, opening day. Um, a pheasant season was Gus's or Max first, first time out. And, uh, he didn't point the bird, but he retrieved it. And it was probably, a, I don't know. It's probably a 50 yard retrieve, if not longer. Nice. And he brought it back to my hand. So I was, you know, that was probably the most memorable. And I didn't even shoot the bird. That was probably the most memorable. And he, uh, he pointed me 40 some birds this year. I think it was 46 birds. Wow. And he retrieved 53 and he was a year old. So I was, I'm pretty, pretty pumped about him. Yeah. You should be tickled about that. That's, that's yeah. Impressive. I was, was pretty happy opening, opening day just to, I mean, I'm going to screw myself. There's going to be people all around, but we had 15 guys total and we limited out at one o'clock all wild birds on private ground. Holy <laughs> shit, dude it was it was it was this was the best year this was the best year that we've ever had as a group and that's even counting i mean them guys didn't you know they hunted in the in the heyday where it was you know you would have miles upon miles of crp up here yep and there was a lot of birds but they didn't hunt near as hard as what we do now and the last two years have been our best years that we've ever had but i i kind of push them guys to go bird hunting more than more than not Man. you guys want a lot of them go to the iowa games and stuff like that when football was going on but, oh yeah so they go all the way down there my buddy mark does goes all the way down there and then he'll come back and he'll be able to hunt on sunday sunday morning but yeah it's Man. it's been pretty good i don't couple know that years. i'd be able to go to an iowa game and then come back and go hunting well, that's what i don't understand <laughs> yeah, sure. i can watch that shit on on the tv I mean, drink. I can drink just as much beer on TV at home, yeah. smoking some meat. Working. I mean, the 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 scenery isn't probably near as as good as it is in Iowa City on September first, but <laughs> probably not. Probably not. But I, mean, I can live with that if I'm shooting pheasants in October. Yeah. But oh, yeah. yeah, it's we're we're in a and even I I went up and hunted with a buddy in Fort Dodge. He lives by Fort No. Spirit Lake, Storm Lake, Storm Lake, sorry, yep. Storm Lake. And yep. uh he's got some private ground to this guy that just grows just for pheasants. And it he's got it all mowed into strips and windmills all around it. But oh my God, the bird numbers out there are even more than what we've got. It Jesus. was impressive. I mean, there was birds literally everywhere out there. Man, and you awesome. could walk, you could walk half the field. And turn around and walk that same half that you walked, and there'd be more more birds in there. It was nuts. <laughs> we got uh, <clears throat> so one of the guys that we hunt with, um, his father-in-law is big ass bird guy too, and he was telling us this past year um, that basically he had, I don't know how many acres he has, but he has a ton of it, and they don't even hunt with dogs, and they will go out and they got what was it five hundred and forty six birds the year before off this farm. That's insane. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you, even have to, you don't even have to hunt with dogs. He's like, no, he goes, he, he literally, this is, he's retired. So literally all he does is make sure that everything's planted. Right. Um, I don't think he brings any birds in at all. Just allows them to breed and you can only take so many off at certain times and shit. Like he's got it all figured out. And uh, yeah, oh. like 
546 birds uh, out of the office guy's land. Now, how many acres it is, I, I don't remember. It's quite it a few, don't, It don't matter. 550 birds is a disgusting <laughs> amount of birds. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, they, I mean, it, they said they do, it, they do it every year. Yeah. They said they're one down year. They only got 400 and something. I was like, oh, you're down year. You got 400. <laughs> yeah. What oh, the damn fuck? It. Boy, that's a lot of birds. That's a lot of nuggets. Man. Yeah. Me some good eating. Oh man, yeah. I mean, we killed in it this year. We killed 279 in our group, and that was our best year that we've ever had. That's impressive. And it's usually, I mean, like Thanksgiving, we usually get a little influx of more people, a few more guys, but it's usually the same six or seven guys, eight guys, and then you know, opening weekend, the ones that just want to hunt opening weekend come out. But yep, fifty. We hunted the first field. We hunted the first field with all 15 guys, and I said, fuck this. We're not doing that anymore. It was a, I mean, it's a 160-acre patch of CRP, but I'm like, no, this is this is too much. We'll split up, and I don't want any accidents or dogs or whatever. I it just, no, it's too many people to watch. Yeah, we went with, uh, we go with seven or eight guys, Tyler, and six dogs, was it? five dogs i don't know but it was yeah. it was a lot it was to the point where i was like all right we can't we don't want to go anymore um it was insane dogs are freaking flying everywhere birds are getting up on one end and then on the other end and oh, i do yeah. think it just becomes dangerous when that uh when that kind of yeah. action starts happening um especially the one guy that was with us didn't seem like he hunted very much so it was kind of like well you know i'll stay over there yeah well i mean that's the other thing of of the stuff that we hunt like we put blockers on the end like mark he's in his 60s and he just likes he's pretty much the host so he don't get into the walking part of it he just he'll be there to pick us all up kind of thing yeah. but hell he killed quite a few birds this year being on on post and you know we'll put a couple here a couple there and everybody meet in the middle kind of thing or meet yep. down at the bottom. And yeah, it, it works when you got like six or seven guys, but yeah, any yeah. more than that, it's just yeah. boom, boom, boom. <laughs> two guys, two guys is two or three guys is the ultimate. I mean, it yes. honestly is. Yep. Yep. For sure. So yeah, it's a blast though. There isn't anything I'd rather do that in Turkey hunting, man. It's pretty tough to beat. At least like two different times of the year. That that's the only well, and then no, oh, here's another memorable thing. So Thanksgiving, um, turkey season, fall turkey season's in season, right? So my buddy had a tag and Rue actually pointed a bird. It was a hen, a turkey, hen turkey, and uh it flew up and my buddy Justin shot it. So we we cooked that on Thanksgiving Day too. <laughs> nice. What are you got right out of the air it was great she was little but he had a fall tag so that's awesome like, screw it i'm filling that damn thing and i go it's even better that the dog pointed the damn thing yeah yeah, Turkey hunter. Cool. <laughs> yeah. pretty funny nice. we had all them birds on thanksgiving hanging up on the wall it's on my instagram had them all hanging up on the wall and then there's a hen turkey at the end that's just about the same size as the damn as the damn <laughs> pheasants are yeah, that's pretty funny i'm born that spring yeah have you guys uh we we killed two birds this year one was actually have you ever heard of the those hens that lose their estrogen or whatever and they start getting the pigment of a of a male of a rooster no we killed this we killed this bird and her wings 
and her back was like hen feathers, but she had the white ring. I mean, everything else looked like a rooster. And I did some research on it, and it's like when they lose all their estrogen, they're, they turn, you know, they get male feathers. So the one guy that shot it, he's getting it uh, mounted. He's That's the same crazy. guy that a couple of years ago killed a white one. Did you have to call the DNR and say, hey? We did, we did, but he's like, it happens quite often. And I'm like, I've never fucking heard of it. Yeah. I don't, I've never yeah. heard of it. But, I haven't either. Not until you just said that. Yeah, it was, it, and I looked it up, and it the pictures that you you look up hermaphrodite pheasant, and it is that exact. <laughs> picture. I'm not even lying. I'm not even lying. It looks exactly like that bird. Yeah. So it evidently it happens a lot more than I thought. Huh. But, That's crazy. Yeah, I don't know. I've never seen it before. Yes. And then we had another one that was like almost like the breast feathers. You know how they're reddish you know, color purple. Yeah. This one yep. was completely like gold. <laughs> yeah. There's some crazy shit going on up here. I don't know what's going on. It's in the water or what? Yeah, some inbreeding or some shit. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably. Oh, Somebody's yard crazy. bird. They're yeah. breeding with. <laughs> yeah. Breeding with the fucking show rooster or something. From yeah. The fair. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But yeah. So that's really all I like to do, man. Yeah. Well, yeah. We appreciate you coming on. Yeah, man. Talking Thanks birds. That's a blast. Yeah, we hope to hopefully we can get a hunt in this year. Oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. That way. So we'll uh we'll I'll have to have you guys uh I, Nolan and I were talking and uh I think he's gonna come on the podcast a lot more on mine. Nice. So we'll have yep. to get you guys get you guys on ours and yeah. Yeah. Let's yeah do it. Sure I need to get my I need to get my shit together and get that rolling a little more than I do, but yeah it's tough it's tough oh, uh it's uh you know tyler and i uh <laughs> i don't think we could do it without each other because i'm on the road all the time oh, shit, i fucking thank god he called and i had fucking totally blanked on it you know forgot all about me didn't he yep. he did i didn't yeah, tim i was like hey we got this we got tim <laughs> a, here i'm ready to go what a jerk oh I mean, fuck now I'm glad he misses all the time. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. When I come up, you can you don't have to worry about the bird population going down. Yeah, this, oh, that's yeah, this good, past though. this past year, I swear to God, Tyler's like a magnet for birds. And every field we go in, bird getting up, bird getting up. Where we walked, like I would never see anything. Like we the one hunt we were, I was on the complete opposite side of him. There was what five guys with us, and so I was way down here, and he was way up there. Didn't see a fucking thing on my end, and Tyler's got I don't know, eight, nine, ten birds getting up by him every time. Nothing to show yeah. for it, but he's get they're getting up. <laughs> yeah, our groups are relentless on anybody that messes too. They're just we're just all a bunch of assholes to each other. <laughs> yeah, it's the only it's the only way to be it. fun. Yeah, right. You got broad shoulders. You'll be all right. Yeah, that's damn right. Yeah, that's right. I got to. You gotta have thick skin when you can't hit the shit. <laughs> that's right. You're gonna have to get you like a cylinder choke tube and three inch well, shells so you can spread that, that out. Fucking yeah. t- fucking ten gauge, man. Yeah, right. <laughs> one of them punt. One of them punt guns. Yeah. Oh, oh shoot, shit. that's funny. Awesome. Well, yeah, thanks stuff. again for stopping on, Tim. Yeah, you bet, boys. Have a great night. We'll yep, catch up soon. You too. All yep. Right. Have Talk a good one. Talk to you one. later. Later. Talk to you Bye. later.